Welcome to How to Rock the Stage Show, a show committed to equipping you to hone your media skills better to stand out from the crowd as a go-to expert in your field. Each week, Rich Montreger interviews top leaders, influencers, authors, speakers, podcasters, and media professionals about how to leverage media best to help you shine brighter on camera and stage as a go-to expert. Now, here's your host, The Trigger, Rich Bontrager. Good evening and welcome to another edition of How to Rock the Virtual Stage or How to Rock the Stage. The virtual is gone. We're just talking about the stage. We're talking about the in-person stage, the hybrid stage, and of course, the virtual stage. It doesn't matter what stage you're on. We're here every week to better help you rock the stage. It's about performance skills. It's about communication. It's about personality. It's about your brand. Oh, and of course, you're all broadcasters now. You don't know it now, but through this virtual stage, and through the new medium, how you interact and become a media expert and begin to show yourself that way is so very important. I'm sharing from my 30 years as a broadcaster, as a presenter on many different stages. Been doing this for a long time, and now I'm here to help you every week to elevate your game so you can communicate and project further and further to grow your brand and what you do. But tonight we have America's breakthrough coach, Brian Byro is going to be my guest tonight. He has delivered over 1,800 presentations all over the world, and he has done that in about the last 30 years. The, he's also the author of 15 books, including the bestseller Beyond Success and his brand new book, ROI of Content, Kindness, Return on Investment of Kindness. Brian was rated the number one from over 40 speakers at four consecutive Inc. Magazine international conferences. He has degrees with Stanford University, UCLA, and Brian has appeared on Good Morning America and at CNN. And if that was not enough, Brian has recently been honored as one of the top 10 interactive key speakers in North America. He's also one of the top 60 motivated speakers in all of the world. Welcome to the stage tonight, Brian Byro. There, there we go. go. Hey, Rich Trigger, it's awesome to be with you. Thanks so much for having me. I can't wait to, to, to rock this stage. You have quite a pedigree of 30 years. You and I both have been in business about the same time, but both we'll started when we were three, right? <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what got you into this crazy business, anyways? To be America's breakthrough coach, what drew you into this? Well, you know, Rich, I've always loved people uh, from as long as I can remember. I believe we have more in us than we really know. There are no overachievers. It's really uh, a belief that we've given, we've given so much, and I just have always loved the concept of bringing it out. So I've had three really, really terrific careers, each of which kind of led more to being someone who gets up in front of large groups of people to speak. I, my first career after I graduated from Stanford, I was a U.S. swimming coach. And you don't really coach swimming, you coach people. Um, and hey, you're a motivational speaker when you're, you better be a motivational speaker when you're talking to swimmers because their heads are underwater. You got to learn how to, you got to learn how to speak loud. But it was really about helping them discover the greatness inside of them. And um, so that first career was all about really understanding how to how people tick and how to help them elevate themselves. Then I went into the corporate world. I'm probably the only guy you know who went to graduate school to get a life instead of a job because I, I had an incredible time being a swimming coach, but I had no life. My team got to be the biggest team in America at that time. And so I went to get some balance and I met my wife during that time, ended up being a vice president of a, a large transportation company and then an international training company. 
And when I was doing that work in the transportation company, I started doing team building events for our own organization. Because we were typical, you know this trigger. Operations couldn't stand sales. Sales couldn't stand operations. They both hated the home office just a little bit more. And that just made no sense to me coming from a background of athletics and, and the power of supporting each other. And so we started doing these team building events, which was my really my first uh, experience as a seminar kind of a leader. And we had a massive turnaround that started on the inside and then moved to the outside. And at the peak of this, when our company had become incredibly successful, I said to my wife, hey, honey, we're doing great. Let's quit. I, I want to go do this. And uh, my wife is an adventurer and an incredible soul. And she said, OK, let's do it. And so for the last 31 years, I've been uh, a professional speaker full time out on the road, loving every minute, um, really feeling like I found what, I, what my purpose is. Well, and besides speaking, you've got over 15 books on your belt. Thank you very much, but you, you've got, it's time for joy. And when you and I talk, this is one of the fun conversations we have. We both are joyful, fun, gregarious guys, but you have a whole book on that. And then you've also got Beyond Success, which is a fantastic book. But this little tiny little book here is the one that I'm really out pumped on, The ROI of Kindness. You have had a great success as an author. So which one do you love more, Brian, being an author or being a speaker? Well, I truly love being a speaker the most. I, I, writing comes to me and kind of surges and I love it. But in, in many ways, when I write, it's just a, it's just taking my speaking and putting on the paper. Um, I want to I want to write the same way that I communicate. It's keep it. I live in the kiss principle. Keep it simple. Superstar. But there's nothing more uh, and uplifting to me than helping people discover who they really are. Um, a lot of speakers speak for what comes back to them. I mean, we all want to be loved. We all want to get that kind of thing. But I really speak because I love the way I feel when I'm doing it. I feel that I'm connected to spirit. I feel I'm connected to God. I feel like I'm doing what I was put on earth to do. And that is why it's definitely the thing I love more than anything else. Well, and that's where mine comes from as well, is my faith, my life, my joy oozes out. And that's part of the way Trigger was born because I don't know any other way to be. And you're, you're, you're very much the same way, I think, right? Absolutely. I mean, you got you got to come from authenticity. If you're going to be presenting to anyone, if you're not being yourself, if you're not really coming from your spirit and your heart, and if you're not loving what you're doing, that's going to shine through. No matter what you do, that's so vital. And I, I you know I've been thinking about it over these last 31 years. People ask me what I do, and I always say the same thing: I love what I do. It's what I was put on earth to do. And that kind of continuous self-talk about that just amplifies it more because what you focus on is what you create. So you speak with businesses, families on delivering powerful presentation, which we're going to talk about tonight, but you speak about the secret behind the secrets. So please, what's the secret behind the secrets? Well, if you're going to be someone who's going to really impact people from the stage or in anywhere in life, that means you got to build trust right away. You got to build trust. They got to believe that you are coming from a place of service. They got to believe that you really care about them. How do you do that? Well, the secret behind the secrets, and I, I call it that because without it, there is no trust. Without it, there is no kindness. Without it, there is no connection. And, and what I call it is being fully present. Now, what that means is when you're fully present, 100% of your mind, body, and spirit is with the people you're with where they are now. Um, I'll say that again because it's so vital. When you're fully present, 100% of your mind, body, and spirit is with the people you're with where they are now. 
Now, everybody who's watching this, have, have you ever had a time when you know, when, you, when you're with somebody where you know their body's present, but the rest of them is definitely in another county? So, of course we have. And here's the key question that brings this concept alive. How does it make you feel when someone you really wish to be present with you is not fully present with you? How does it make you feel when somebody you really want to connect with is obviously much more interested in peeking at their cell phone to get the scores than they are connecting with you? For some people, Rich, it makes them angry. For some, it just makes them sad and small. But for everyone I've ever known, when there's somebody who really want to be present with us and they're not fully present with us, it makes us feel worth less. It makes us feel insignificant and unimportant. And the job of all of us, because we're all breakthrough leaders, our job from the stage is to help the people that we lead, that we serve, that we love, to know they're important. Because when people feel important, they rise to an oh yeah spirit. And when people feel, when people are not present, it makes us feel like an oh no kind of spirit. So the secret behind the secrets is really being fully present. If I can, I want to share with you how powerful that is to move from your head to your heart. Well, yeah, no, because this is huge because again, the active listening, the reflective talking, there's so many elements of what you're talking about, Brian. So please dive a little bit deeper here. Yeah, I, I want to share it with you because the most important journey in life, Rich, I think, and you know this, is 18 inches. It's from your head to your heart. When it's in your head, there's too many holes up here. Stuff falls out. When it's in your heart, it's captured and it's there forever. It flows into your bloodstream. And the greatest gift I've ever give, been given was given me by my two daughters, my daughters, Kelsey and Jenna, when they were eight and three years old. And when they were eight and three, we had moved from the big city of Seattle, Washington, to a little town in Montana called Hamilton, Montana, a little four block town. And the reason we moved was that I was for me to be more fully present as a dad. I taught this stuff, but at that time, my business, my speaking business had taken off. I was doing consulting for a large direct sales company that was growing very fast. I was on the road 22, sometimes 25 days a month. And so we decided to move so that when I'd be home, I'd be home, I'd be present. I'd be there to wake them up and get them ready for school. I'd be there at the end of school to help them with their homework, take them to dance practice. We'd have family dinners together. And, most, and maybe most special of all, I'd be there at night to tuck them in, read, read them a story, cuddle with them, let them know they're important. That's why we moved. But Trigger, we've all done this. Have you ever known what to do, but you don't do what you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, Let me write oh, yeah. down how many ways I've done that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, at that time, you and I will remember this. Some people may not. At that time, there, was no, there were no cell phones. There was no social media. There, there was very little email. Basically, business was done on the phone and phones plugged into walls. Amazing. Okay. And anyways, um, I would go into my office because I was working with all kinds of time zones. I would go into my home office every morning, every morning at 4.30 in the morning because I was working with Europe. Well, the next thing I know, I had missed that window of opportunity to, to, to wake up my daughters, get them ready for school. Same thing would happen after school. I'd be on a conference call, didn't think I could get off. Those family dinners, they were 75 percenters. My wife, Carol, and my daughters, I'd be upstairs working on some challenge, but I was going to be present. But the most special one of those when your kids are small, because it doesn't last forever, is to tuck them in at night and have that time with them. And I was literally on my way to doing that each night when I made a massive mistake. And I walked by my office and the door was open. And you know what I saw on my desk? I saw that phone. And I knew that in the short time I had run downstairs to get a bite to eat by myself and come back up, I'd have at least five, if not 10 new voicemails because I heard the phone ringing. 
And I got this thought. It's what I call an as soon as thought. I thought to myself, well, while the kids are brushing their teeth, washing up, getting their jammies on, getting everything ready for school tomorrow, I'll just go in here and knock off a few of these voicemails. So as soon as they're done, I'll be there to tuck them in. Well, I bet you all know what happened. An hour later, I put the phone down. I had totally missed that beautiful window of opportunity. And I remember so many nights, Trigger, going into their bedroom in the dark. They had bunk beds, giving them each a kiss that they didn't even know they got. And as I walk out, it felt like somebody just punched me in the stomach. And I'd have this incredible remorse. And I think to myself, tomorrow, I'll get this right. Tomorrow, as soon as I get ahead, I'll get this right. But the next night, the phone was still there. And that went on for days. It rolled into weeks. It turned into months. And then one night, I was literally reaching for the phone when I could have been tucking in my girls. And all I can tell you is I felt my daughter's energy. I felt their light. I felt their frequency. I didn't see them. I didn't hear them. But I felt them. And I turned and I looked. And there they were. I smiled at them and they ran to me. And Jenna at that time was three years old. So she crawled up in my lap or on my chair, nose my, you know, my arm up kind of like a golden retriever, pet me, pet me. Kelsey came up next to me and I looked at them. I love them so much. And I said, girls, what are you doing? This is so cool. And they said, daddy, before we go to sleep tonight, can we just ask you something? I said, you can ask me anything. And they grabbed my heart and they shook it and they changed everything. Because they looked at me with these innocent eyes and they said, Daddy, we just want to know, do you love your phone more than you love us? Oh, man, I felt the blade go in deep. Emerson said, what you do scream so loudly, I can't hear a word you're saying. And I was living my life as if my phone was more important than my daughter's. Well, I will tell you, that night I tucked him in. And I never missed another night when I was home. The next morning, I was the one who got him up got him ready for school, brought him to school. And my wife was the happiest person on the planet because she's not a morning girl. And I never missed another morning when I was home. And that day when I came home after dropping him off, I made a significant life-changing decision. I said, I would never, ever again do more than seven events a month. I don't care what you pay me. I will not do it because I'm going to be home at least 15 days a month or more. And I, and I lived with, I never missed one of their dance performances, one of the daddy and daughter dances, one of their big school events. And Rich, I thought it was doing it for them. Do you know that every, every single quadrant of our life, professionally, personally, health-wise, family-wise, spiritually-wise, everything elevated with the decision to be more fully present. Because you don't get less done being present, you get more done. All right. And so I love to bring this alive with kind of a simple poem. It says, the past is history. The future, a mystery. The gift is now. That's why we call it the present. And so as a speaker, if you're not fully present for your life, you're thinking about what you're going to say in 10 minutes, you're not present. If you're thinking what happened yesterday, you're not present. And something magical happens when you're present in front of an audience, when you're there to serve them. And I bet you've had this feeling. Honest to goodness, there's times when I'm talking to you know 800 people. I don't know the people. But it feels as though somebody grabs my head, and I think it's God, turns it and points it to a person who I don't know at the exact moment that the principle I'm about to speak about is what is pertinent to them. And it's just a, it just comes only if you're fully present. And it's, a, it's the most important key. People will not believe you. They will not trust you. They will not get what you have to give unless you're fully present. And again, I, I think that's really powerful. And thank you for explaining that further, Brian, because 
being present is number one. I've had people reflect and say, it did feel like you were talking at me, felt like you were looking at me. And it is that moment when the two connect and you break the glass because you are so present in the moment. Probably as a sports play-by-play guy, I have to be ever-present. So I learned to be in the moment. Nothing else mattered but the game, the event, the player, the coach. So it is so important. We're going to do our poll right now, Brian. We're going to pick up this conversation on this. But I want to talk about the creativity because the creativity does require you to be ever-present, everybody. So here's our question tonight. Um, how focused are you on creating the experiential events and being focused on it? Uh, not at all. You're just learning to do this. Maybe half of the time, I really want to learn this, or I'm afraid of looking like a fool and doing the experiential stuff. Cast your vote. We're going to let Jeannie run the poll here a little bit. Brian and I are going to go on with our conversation. So as you're presenting, Brian, as you're getting into this whole thing, you do something that, again, requires focus. You have people break one-inch wooden boards as a personal break. You give them the experience. Talk about that because the listeners now are hearing, seeing, and feeling as you engage, right? Absolutely. You know, uh, Confucius said this, and Coach K from Duke likes to say it a lot too, but when we hear, we forget. When we see, we're more likely to remember, but it's only when we do that we understand. And so I love the kind of interactive opportunity because that's when people really not only learn something, but take it home with them. It stays with them. And so I'm called America's Breakthrough Coach because I've had now getting close to a million people over the last 30 years break boards karate style. Um, it's not just for the fun of it, though. It is the most fun experience you'll ever have an event. It is a combination of the most powerful individual and team breakthrough experience you could ever have. Uh, the individual part, it's a metaphor and happens to be extraordinarily accurate. The way you break a board is the way you break through real things in real life. You want to lose weight? It's the same way you break a board. You want to break through and be able to connect with people at a better level? It's how you break a board. And the board represents the key ingredient in that breakthrough. It represents a limit, fear, obstacle, habit, or doubt. That today is the day you're ready to say, never again will I let my fear hurt my children. Never again will I let this make me feel small. So the individual part of the experience is related to the meaning. I have everyone right on the front of the board, something they want to break through, that limit, fear, optical habit, or doubt. Could be something they're really good at, but they feel that they plateaued, that they're on a treadmill, they're not moving anymore. And I've had people from this come back and, and tell me that they beat cancer because of the way they shifted their mindset. I've had people lose 150 pounds. I've had people write the book that they've always wanted to write and always found a way to put it off. I've had people just know that they could have a closer family and really make that happen. So the individual part is related to the meaning. So on the front of the board, they write down that obstacle. On the back of the board, which is where they're going, they write down something awesome. They write down what's waiting for me when I have broken through. What am I going to do, be, feel, create, have in my life when I am beyond that obstacle, when I'm doing what I really am here to do? So the individual part of the breakthrough experience is related to that meaning, but something else. If we had say 500 people in an event, we would start that breakthrough experience with 50 circles of 10 people each. They're on a circle, one holder who I've trained in each circle who's holding the boards. Uh, and if Rich, if, it, if triggers in a circle, all the other nine people in that circle are going trigger, 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 music going, mass hysteria 50 at a time. And for some people, the individual impact is this. Some people have never been cheered for in their lives. And that incredible support they get for some people, that's the breakthrough moment. 
Now, what's cool about it is the team part is equally, if not more powerful, because there's something about the breakthrough that creates almost a tribal response. People cheer for each other like you've never seen. Even shy people, people who are more reserved, something lets go and they just want to reciprocate the support they've been given. And it builds from there because if we have those 50 circles of 10 people each, as each circle finishes, they join my group. I'm up on the stage with my own group I'm holding for. And I've told people that if you don't break your board after three good tries, that you're to take a break, to watch, to cheer, to support your small circle. And then when your circle comes up front and we're all together, if you don't want to quit, you don't want to give up, I'll hold for you. So at the very end, we're not 50 circles of 10 people each, like a bunch of regions or functional groups. We're one team. And the last people to break are the ones who didn't break after three tries. And the place goes crazy. Uh, a couple of years ago, I did an event in, uh, in Atlanta, Georgia. There were 4,000 people. So we had 400 circles to start with. The last person to break the last board with 4,000 people jammed around this super high stage was a 95-year-old woman, about four foot 10. Her granddaughter had to hold her by the waist from behind to make sure she didn't teeter over. Uh, and when she broke her board, the roar from those 4,000 out there in Atlanta, you could hear it up there in Washington, D.C., <laughs> I'm telling you. So the team part is really that kind of team support, but there's something more. I often say that one of the greatest days of my life was my daughter's wedding day. Um, and it was for something that I couldn't have understood until I experienced it, but it's a part of the breakthrough and why that experiential is so key. On the day, night of my daughter's wedding that night, for at least five or six hours, I didn't think of myself once. All I could do was think of her. They tell me I was laughing and crying at the same time. I don't know. All I know was I was, I was there with her. And when those nine people are around trigger, going trigger, trigger, they get to feel in that time the way I felt about my daughter that night. It's you move from ego to we go. And that is a team experience that never leaves you. And the outcome of all of this is you leave with a sense of maybe I can. Maybe I can work with those people that have been so hard for me to work with. Maybe I can get in physical shape. Maybe I can get past that addiction. Maybe I can beat that disease. And that is a very, very, that you only get that by being in the game. You can't win the game unless you play the game. And so that's the most powerful way I've ever seen to get people off the sidelines and into winning their own game. Well, and again, even virtually, I know people are doing crazy, creative things like that to bring them and break the glass and do it virtually on stage. The hybrid is amazing now. You can do it with the hybrid situation. So again, the interactiveness of what you're describing is huge. And I, and I love the idea of the noise. Sometimes we want to be, we, we, we want to play down, but what you're describing is the noise amplifies and emboldens you and empowers you. And again, there's a lot of ways to do that. I want to bring our poll up here. I want to share the results and see what you think about this, Brian. Here's what uh, came out of our poll. Number one is, I really want to learn how to do the experience stuff better. Is this pretty common that most people are hungry for it, but they just don't understand what we're talking about? Like these different elements, you yeah, think I think norm. I think that you know we we innately know that we don't want to just be passive in our lives. We want to be active in our life. We want to be the star of our own show. And so we also understand because many of us have been to many events. It's those events where we actually felt like we had we were participating. Next week you're going to have the painter in. That adds a, men, a dimension of 
of interaction that's more powerful. Again, when we hear, we forget. When we see, remember, we do, we understand. And by getting people in the game, they'll discover things that stay with them. And so I think we know that intimately and, and innately that what we really want to do is give people an experience, not just going to the movies and watching a movie. A great movie can be a great movie, but you want to put yourself in the movie. You want to be the star of your own movie. And so I think that uh, that's exciting for me to see that because that's been a foundation, I think, partly because I was an athletic coach. You know, you don't, you don't train by not training. You got to get in, the, you know, you got to get in the water and work out. And, and that's where the experience, the experience really starts to build confidence, build faith and build connection. So in, 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 in your book, you touch on areas that I love to coach. I've got the five E's of rock on the stage. And one of them is energy. In your books and your keynotes, I know you and tonight you're showing it. You are as amped up as I am. You love to get jacked up. But talk about how critical this is of having that energy to break the glass, to do this presentation style that people literally are drawn to you, aren't they? Absolutely. No question about it. Let me put it this way. You may have the best content in the world. You may have some really outstanding material, but people will get nothing if your energy isn't at, at as a high enough level. Um, why is energy so important? Here's, here's the first key. Two reasons. Number one. Uh, what would be a day in our life without another acronym? Why is your energy so important from the front of the room? Well, it's all about the W-O-O, -O, which is called the woo, which incidentally rich, really fun to say. So on three, let's say woo. Ready? One, two, three. Woo. woo. <laughs> I love woo. Yeah. Now, woo stands for window of opportunity. Uh, and I want to suggest that we all share the most powerful, important, and, and, and incredible of all woos right now. And it, you have it when you're on the stage, if you're fully present. And it's called every precious moment. See, you never know if the next person you'll meet this day may become a lifelong friend, as you didn't know when you met your lifelong friend. You never know if the next time you talk to your son or your daughter, your spouse, your partner, your friend, the people in your audience, if the next thing you say in that next moment may be so on target for what they didn't see with their own eyes. But you saw it and then you seized the woo because you said it. And because of something you said, somebody's life got better. You never know. So the question to us as, as presenters, as parents, as human beings is not, is there a woo? There is. The question you got to ask yourself is how many of those puppies have we missed? And why do we miss them? And the reason why we miss them more than any other is that we didn't have enough energy. And, and here's a key, energy is a choice. So the first reason why your energy is important, it puts you in a position to, to seize more woos. Second reason, and this is the, the ultimate when it comes to presenting, to your audience, to your children, to your teammates, to your customers, to anyone that you care about having a major positive impact on your life, everybody, please get this one. Your energy is your example. Your energy is your example. People won't remember that much of what you say, no matter how well you say it. And they'll never forget your energy. They get your energy before you open your mouth. They get your energy after you close your mouth. They get your energy over the phone. They've never seen your face. They get your energy the way you send emails. Email does not stand for electronic mail. It stands for energy mail, for goodness sake. So to everyone we touch, our energy is our example. So I want to invite everyone to have a, a, an experience here where it's a start of a new year. We want joy in 22 to go on an ETP, an energy transformation program. All right. And it's real simple. It fits into your life. It's not time consuming. Starting by, by getting context to work on your energy. This will pay huge dividends in your speaking. 
So I'm going to ask, I want to create a context of energy. So we'll just use a simple 10 point scale. Now on our 10 point energy scale, one is comatose. 10 is a child on Christmas morning. All right, 10 is the way you feel when you just nailed it. You did the best job of your life. 10 is the way all that million people felt breaking their boards. So once we've got the context, that one to 10 scale, I'm going to ask you what I call the trillion dollar question. This is a life-changing, family-changing, you-changing question. When you think about that 10-point scale from one to 10, where are you living your life? Whoa, woo, I mean, that's a great question. <laughs> you're living at level six, level seven, level eight. Where are you in front of the room? And unless your answer was 99.6 like you, Trigger, then the next question is how can I elevate it? How can I elevate that number? Because when I ask the question, suppose you thought, well, where am I living on 10-point scale? 7.2. What is that 7.2? It is nothing more than your e-habit. It's the way you do certain things to create that level. If you created that level, you can create a better level. And the two keys to elevating your energy on that 10-point scale are so simple that we miss it. The first, your energy is directly related to the way that you move. In other words, whenever you've been your best, you've given your best presentation, you've been your most dynamic, you've been your most kind, you've been your most creative. You've moved your body distinctly differently than when you've not been your best. Your body line and posture, your facial expression, your eye position, and your breathing. <laughs> now, I've said it to some people before in the goal, Brian, if I had more energy, I'd move more. <laughs> ah, move more and you'll have more energy. That's where the choice resides. So if you want to move your speaking, if you want to move your business, if you want to move your health, you got to move yourself. All right. So on your ETP, we're going to add movement over the next 30 days. Never sit at your computer for more than 15 minutes without getting up and moving. All right. It doesn't have to be wild movement. It can be your facial expression, lighten up with it, just putting a big smile on your face, even if you don't feel like smiling. Fake it till you make it. All right. So the first step in changing your energy level is to change the way you move. The most profound way is to be on purpose. The level of purpose is directly correlated to your level of energy. Before I speak, I always bring with me to every event at which I speak, including tonight, a big laminated photo of my family. Or when I'm home, I can put it on the computer. They are my purpose. And as beautiful as they are, I don't take it with me to show the audience. I bring it with me to show me. Mm -hmm. And the last thing I do before I speak is I go to my purpose. That's why I have it there. And I think of the moments of laughter we've had. I think of the moments of where we work through our toughest times. I think of how much I want to do for them in the time I have. And something magical happens. It changes me instantly. It changes me. It doesn't matter how many flights I miss. It doesn't matter if my knees ache. When I get focused on purpose, I understand that if I don't give the people in front of me right now, that audience, the best I have to give, I'm not giving my family my best. And I simply won't do that. So, Brian, Love I want to make sure you. before we wind down time here tonight, everyone's got a ton from you. How can they find you on social media? How they connect with you? What's, what's the best way, the Brian, the great coach that you are? Well, definitely the best way to reach me is via my website. And that, that's kind of all-inclusive. It's brianbyro.com, so it's not real tough. Omar, it's great to see you here. Thanks for coming out tonight, too. Um, and so it's www.brianbyro.com. Um, that's where you can get the books if you want. Um, but that's really the best way to reach me. Um, that's where I really, uh, I really collect most of my chances to interact. Fantastic. Again, Brian Byro is his name, America's breakthrough coach. And again, 
He is one of the top 10 interactive keynote speakers in North America and one of the top 60 motivational speakers in the entire world. And if you ever need coaching on how to rock the stage in person, hybrid, virtual, I can help you out with your branding, your marketing, but your presentation, help you better rock that stage, Rich at richbontrigger.net. And watch for some new materials coming to the website. We're doing a major makeover with some enhanced things coming, some new partnerships and relationships that better help you rock in 2022. Brian, I'm gonna give you the final word of the night. What's the best way to capsulize what they need to know from the coach himself? Well, I gotta say, it comes back to that, the secret behind the secrets. Understand that being fully present is a choice. And when you are fully present, you say to people what you must communicate as a speaker, that they're important. So really allow yourself to, to really focus on that, being just fully present. You'll hear more, you'll listen more, you'll give more, and you'll be more joyous yourself. Brian, thanks very much for the time. Thanks everyone for being here tonight. We hope to see you next week, back again at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Until then, have a rockin' great week, everybody. We'll see you. Good.